Welcome to another message from C3 Mumbai. For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. I'm going to finish up a series that I've been doing um, called What Got You Here. The crux of this series, what this series is all about, is to help us get to where God wants us to be. And who knows that to get where God wants us to be, the desire that God has for us. You know, God is all about being on a journey. That's why we call the journey the journey, because God has actually got us all on a journey towards um, our righteousness, towards what He has for us, His, His overall plan for you and I. And uh, part, of, part of that journey is letting go of the things that you don't need anymore. And they may have got you to here, but they're not going to get you to there. That's what this whole journey has been, what this whole series has been about. And um, this is a series that is very personal for me because um, it's something that I feel God has been taking Rachel and I through personally. So I'm just preaching it out. And as a result, hopefully some people are getting blessed as I, as I speak this out and, uh, and speak the scripture. And I'm telling you, every time I've been preparing these sermons, God has been really speaking to my heart. And uh, I'm just so glad that that's how God works. But right now I'm going to speak out of uh, the book of Isaiah. Now, here's the thing. I want to set this up first. Have you, ever, have you ever felt like in life that you're stuck? Ever felt like you're stuck in life? No, I, I felt it. I, I know what it feels like. You're just stuck. And in these moments of being stuck, we've, we've called out to God or we've, we've at least tried to reach out to Him and it's like, it's like, God, I don't know where you are. I can't see you anywhere. I just can't see it. And I, I, can't, I can't hear you. Have you ever felt that way? You're stuck. You can't see what God is doing. You don't know what's up. And you can't hear what he's saying. And you're stuck. And what makes it worse is you've got some people around you who know about God, who know, who know what God can do. Or, or there may be some people around you who tell you about stories or maybe it's things, that's happened, things that have happened in your own life back then. And, and you're like, you know, I knew, I know God moved then. Or I know about that story where God was very present at that time. It was no way that, that what happened could have happened without God being involved in it. But here I am now. Or maybe there's those people around you who put an expectation on you. And they say, no, no, you shouldn't be there because this is what should be happening for your life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you shouldn't be in this place because look at, your, look at your auntie, look at your uncle, look at your brother, look at your sister, look at your cousin, look at... The people in America. Look at the look at look just look everywhere but what you're doing. See, see, see what you're doing means that they're doing something right and you're doing something wrong. Because you're stuck. Have you ever been told these sorts of things? And 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 it's not like you don't want to get out of that place, but you don't know what God is doing, you don't know what God is saying, and you're stuck. You're stuck. You're stuck. And you can't move forward. The Israelites, who were God's people, 
Everybody knew about the Israelites because they were the only group of people back in the ancient of days who talked about their God being alive. They were known as the people whose God was a living God. And everybody from every nation knew the stories of what God had done. The stories, they'd heard the myths, the legends of everything God had done. God had taken them through a desert with the Egyptian armies chasing them. They were being chased down and they were, they were, not, uh, they were getting out and a million people plus traveled through that desert. They came up to a, a river and that river opened up before them and they traveled across that river open and the army that was chasing them got drowned behind them and they went in after many years and took a land that was promised to them. It was, if you read this story, I'm telling you in the Bible, it is a, an amazing story that, that, that I don't think any movie could actually quite get it right because, I mean, you'd have to be a very talented movie maker in order to get it right because it's such an incredible story of God's favor on a people group. <clears throat> but then what happened is they got comfortable. They got comfortable. They took the promised land and they got comfortable. Now, comfort's good. It's not bad to be comfortable. But who knows that you don't ever really see comfortable people really making any changes in the world. It's, it's people who are under a bit of pressure. It's people who have got some stuff going on. That's usually the people whom God uses. So, so he, he, they, 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 they get comfortable and they start to look around to other things and they forget their living God they forget their living God eventually they forgot who was looking after them they forgot who it was who gave them protection they forgot who it was who opened up the river before them they forgot who it was who did everything for them and they just went on living life. And before they knew it, the Babylonian armies came in and took them over. And now they find themselves where they are captives. Again. And they are stuck. They're stuck. And they know about the stories of their forefathers. They know that there is this God out there. But they have gotten so far from him that they don't know what he's saying anymore. They don't know what he's they don't know what he's doing anymore. They can't see him, nor can they hear him. They don't know, and they're just stuck. And eventually, they cry out. Eventually, they complain. <laughs> you ever complained when you're stuck? <laughs> I have. I know what it's like. I'm not up here being Mr. Holy in front of you all. I'm being Mr. Open with you right now. I, I have gotten into a place where I am stuck. I don't know what God is doing. And I have gone, God, don't you know what I'm going through? Don't you know what I've done? How, how do I deserve this? Have I not done something right for you? Have I, you know, what have I done that's wrong that has got me into this place? I don't deserve this. God, who, who, who knows what it's like to complain like that? Because you're stuck. 
Well, God responds. Now, back in these days, the way God would speak was through a person because now because of what this is, uh, I'm not going to go down this path, but just I'm going to give you a very little, little explanation. These days, God speaks to us all through the Holy Spirit. And you can invite Jesus in to your life and he comes in via the Holy, he is the Holy Spirit. He comes in and he begins to speak to us. He speaks to us, he begins to reveal the Bible, the word to us. And he begins to, to speak to us in our own hearts. And yes, he does use people sometimes to speak to us. Yes, but, but you'll find that this is why we as followers of Jesus, we need to know this book. Because this is how God reveals himself to us. You understand? So, so we have to be reading this. We have to be in the word. We have to be understanding it. This is the book that centralizes everything. And, and the Holy Spirit works through that. But back then, they didn't, they didn't have all of the access that we have. They didn't have the Holy Spirit coming into their world. But God would use a man to speak on behalf and people would come to listen to this man to see what God was saying. And he would confirm it over and over again. This person would give prophecies that would come true. And everybody would like, okay, this guy is a man of God. We know he is an oracle. <clears throat> okay. So this is, this is, Isaiah was one of these people. Okay. For the Israelites, the people who had this living God. And here's a man who was speaking on behalf of this living God. So they cry out, they complain. And God responds through Isaiah. He says, why do you complain, Jacob? Why does he say Jacob? Because Jacob was one of the forefathers of Israel. He was one of the original. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord. My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know him? Have you not heard? The Lord is an everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow. Just making sure you're awake. They'll run and not grow. They will walk and not be faint. Wow. I mean, who wants some of that? I mean, if you could bottle that and just take a potion, like, you know, you've got your turmeric, you've got your thing every morning, you're trying to do your thing, get healthy, get your skin nice and all of that sort of stuff. You know what I'm talking about. If you could do the same with this, it's just like, how do I get this in so I can, ah, oh, just take it like a tablet. I, I'd be running, growing, and not growing weary. I'd be, this would be awesome. But, but, <clears throat> but, 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 but why is, they're like, okay, all, all right, the, the, the man of God has spoken, but we're still stuck, you know? What's he, what's he trying to, is this some sort of joke? Is this some sort of like, you know, practical joke that the universe is playing just on me? I know 
that those who hear from God will run and not grow weary. I've heard it before. I know that they will walk and not grow faint. I know that they will rise up on the wings of eagles. But I ain't. What was the problem with these people? Why was God saying this? Well, I'll tell you something. They had forgotten who God was. They had forgotten. And <clears throat> let me give you some background on Isaiah. You can read it in your own time. I, wa I want you to read your Bibles. But you can read from... So there's a certain segment of Isaiah. It's a, it's a large book. It's got many chapters. But from chapter 40 to 43, there's this section where it's quite unique in the book. Because <clears throat> basically it's revealed to the Israelites the reason why they have stopped hearing from God. And it's simply this. You can read it for yourselves. But it's simply this. They had stopped looking at their living God and they were looking at everything that the living God had created. They had stopped looking to the living God and they started to look at everything that the living God had created. And they began to worship those things. They began to worship the gold, the gold that God put in the ground. They began to worship the trees which God had provided for them. They began to worship the sun that was in the sky that God had put there for them as their provision. And what they found is they were blind and deaf, just like the things that they were looking to. What they found is they were blind and deaf, just like the things that they were looking to. They're looking to these things that God had made. The, why do we get into this position where we worship the very provision, the very resources that God has for us, and we're looking so much for those things to change, and we're looking at those things, and looking at those things, and wondering why they're not hearing us, wondering why they're not seeing us. I'll tell you why, because they are not meant to. They are not meant to. That is not what... It's about, have you ever found yourself in a position where you just haven't got enough of a resource and you're stuck because of it? And it affects everything. It's like it's got its hand on everything you touch. And you begin to wonder, why is this affecting me this so much? Why am I so taken back by this? Why can't I move forward? And we're going, why? 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 We're complaining, complaining. God, you can't hear me. I don't know where you are. I can't see you. And God is like, I am right here. I'm right in front of you. Why are you complaining? Oh, Jacob, why are you complaining? Can't you see me? No, I can't. Can't you hear me? No, I can't. But I'm talking to you and you're listening. I know. 
but I can't see you because I want that. I want that thing. I want this thing over here. And God is saying, no, I'm not doing that. That's not me. Why, why are you putting your devotion in that thing? Why are you looking to that thing? It gets better. I mean, this, this, you have to read this whole thing for yourself. Okay? Because then God starts really speaking. Okay, it's like, all right, God, you've got my attention. You, I, I've, I can hear you. I can hear you. All right, I'm listening. I'm, okay. You can talk. And then God begins to really speak. Are you ready? 41 verse 14. Do not be afraid, you worm, Jacob. <laughs> Like, what? <laughs> I, I, I thought I was better than a, a worm. What's going, what are you trying to say? Well, there you are wriggling around on the ground like you got no God. <laughs> Complaining, whinging, doing this and that. And it's like, don't, don't be afraid, you little worm. Okay, come on now. Can you hear me? And, and, and we don't like that sometimes because we'd prefer God to uh, kind of, you know, recognize who we are. <laughs> Do you know how it goes? No, it's like God's like, no, I see you in the moments that you want nobody else to see. Okay? I know about everything. I see you. You worm, Jacob. Little Israel. Little one. You know... The Bible says that unless we approach God like children, and, and, and the thing is, is children are dependent. Little Israel, do not fear. For I myself, hear this, I myself will help you, declares the Lord. Your Redeemer, the one who comes in and rescues you, the Holy One of Israel, the one you've heard the stories about, about those days of old that everybody's telling you about, the things that you've heard, I'm going to come and do it for you. See, and, and, and it gets better. God starts talking in metaphors, right? And when you know, when God starts talking in metaphors, you know He's about to do something, Okay. He says, see, I will make you into a threshing sledge. It's like, thank you. What's a sledge? What's that? Well, back then they knew what that was. They were agricultural back then. They weren't like us. They weren't modern people. So farming, they would have a threshing sledge and a threshing floor where they would, they probably still do it here in some of these more regional areas where, where they go and chop the, the wheat down and in order to separate the wheat from the chaff and all of that, they get a threshing sledge, which is this big board about this big with all of these kind of like metal parts on it and they beat it on the threshing floor and drag it and it separates the wheat from the chaff and the, while the wind is blowing it, it blows away the chaff and there, lo and behold, in front of them they have the wheat. And here's God saying, I'm going to turn you into a threshing sledge. In other words, you are the one that is going to change everything. You are the one who is meant to be the one who knows who his God is, who knows who her, who her God is, and walks forward and changes atmospheres, and changes the substance of the things that you are walking into. And he goes further, he says, See, new and sharp with many teeth, you will thresh wheat, you will thresh the mountains. 
and crush them and reduce the hills to chaff. You will winnow them and the wind will pick them up and the gale will blow them away. But you will rejoice in the Lord and the glory of the Holy One of Israel. The poor and needy. Before I move on, I I want you to hear something. Did you hear what God is saying? See, God spoke directly into the hearts of those who were listening. And he said, I am going to do something through you. You've got to hear this. Stop looking at what you don't have. You see a mountain? You're a threshing sledge. You're going to tear that thing down. It ain't ever going to be the same because you're walking in faith. Come on, you give God a clap. I, I'm, 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 I feel like I'm preaching today. I'm getting excited. I'm, I, I, I'm telling you something. There is, a, there is something on this word. Somebody's going to get breakthrough this morning. Because you've been too busy complaining. You've been too busy going, oh God, oh God, and you're looking at what you don't have. God is turning you into something that you never thought you could be. He is turning you into something that changes the atmosphere. He is turning you into something that changes everything. I'm telling you something. I'm getting excited about this because it's the truth. You've got to believe me. Some of you have been too busy, blind and deaf, looking at the things that are blind and deaf. Look to the living God. And he will change you. He's not, he's not, he's not, he's not going to... Forget that. That's nothing. You know, it's not, you know, when you talk about money, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. When you talk about money, when you talk about gold, you know, a funny story is like this. It's like, you know, there was a person, you've heard this story before, but if you're here for the first time, thank you, you're going to enjoy my little story. <laughs> but, but there was a person who got to heaven. They got to heaven. They got to the gates of heaven. And they were carrying these bags... And it is not really theologically true, okay? It's like a joke. So I'm not preaching here, but St. Peter is at the gate. That's, there's nowhere in the Bible that says St. Peter is at the gate, okay? Okay, that's just an old legend. St. Peter is at the gate, just joking, okay? And he looks down at this person and says, what's in the bags? He said, well, gold. I found a way to get it through. And Peter says, oh, that's nice. A little stranger. Well, I just have one question for you before you go in. Why are you bringing road base into heaven? You know, the Bible says that the heavens, the roads are paved, the streets are paved with gold. I mean, we use our bitumen here because it's cheap and it's durable and it's easy. You can melt it and it goes down. In heaven, they got so much gold. It's like, what are we going to do with all the gold? Uh, why don't we make roads out of it? <laughs> okay? We make so much of the things that God has created, the resources that have, He has freely put in the ground for you and I. And we stop looking at God and we look at those things. And, oh, I need more, I need more. Oh. But God, you've got to understand God wants to do something in you that changes this earth. That changes this earth. Stop looking at that and look at him. So then God says, so he says, well, I'm going to turn you into a threshing sledge. And then he says, this is what I'm going to do. He says in verse 17, the poor and needy, well, they search for water, but there is none. Their tongues are parched with thirst. But I, the Lord, will answer them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will make rivers flow on barren heights. 
and springs within the valleys. I will turn the desert into pools of water and parched ground into springs. I will put in the desert the cedar, that's a tree, the acacia, that's another type of tree, the myrtle, that's a little tree, and the olive, that's a tree that has fruit. And I will set junipers, that's another type of tree, in the wasteland. And the fir, that's also another type of tree, and the cypress together. In other words, I'm going to make a big old forest in the desert. <laughs> so that people may see and know, and may consider and understand that the hand of the Lord has done this. That the Holy One of Israel has created it. Not all your positivity or your mental tricks or your this and that that you think you're trying to get control of the universe over. Listen to me. God is going to do something that you cannot do. You just got to look at him. You just got to get your eyes on him. Just get your heart with him. Get to understand the word. Get to understand what the Holy Spirit is saying. Get, to, get around those who know Jesus and just say, okay, teach me. What is it that I need to know? And you are going to find that God will begin through you. He will, he, will, he will transform you into something you never thought you could be. And he will begin to do the miraculous through you. And before you know it, everything, everything is different. Everything is different. I'm going to close with this. I, I could preach so much more out of this, but I'm going to close with verse 42. Verse 16. God goes on, he says, I will lead the blind by ways they have not known along unfamiliar paths. Anybody on an unfamiliar path right now? That stumbling block, that cornerstone, you're like, okay. I don't know what you're doing, God, but this is different. This is an unfamiliar path. I will turn the darkness into light before them. I said, I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake them. And then in verse 18, it says, Hear you, deaf. Look, you blind, and see. Who is blind but my servant, and deaf like the messenger I send? Who is blind like the one in covenant with me, blind like the servant of the Lord? You have seen many things, but you pay no attention. Your ears are open, but you do not listen. It pleased the Lord for the sake of his righteousness, to make his law great and glorious. But this is a people plundered and looted. All of them trapped in pits or hidden away in prisons. They have become plunder, with no one to rescue them. They have been made loot, with no one to say, send them back. Which of you will listen to this? Or pay close attention in time to come? Who handed Jacob over to become loot? And Israel to the plunderers. Was it not the Lord against whom we've sinned? For they would not follow his ways, for they did not obey his law. So he poured out on them his burning anger the violence of war, it enveloped them in flames, yet they did not understand. It consumed them, but they did not take it to heart. You know, here's, here's something you need to understand. Is God had allowed this to happen to the Israelites at that time because they looked away from God. They came into ruin and destruction. Now, you know, here's the thing. You've got to understand about the mercy of God, the love of God. 
it didn't work. He, they had walked into all sorts of crazy stuff because of what they were looking at. And it didn't work. They still didn't hear God. They still didn't understand. They still didn't know what he was doing. And you, I, I think we're a bit like that sometimes. We, we, we get into situations and we don't understand what God is doing and we still don't hear what he's saying. We still don't know what he's doing. We still can't see him for who he is. But in verse 4 of 43, I don't know if you have this here, Rochelle, it says this, Since you are precious and honoured in my sight, and because I love you, I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. In other words, I'm going to put a replacement. The punishment that was there for you is going to go somewhere else. But you're going to be blessed. Why? Because you got it? Because you understood? No. Why? Because you've worked it out? You've worked out what the whole thing is? No. Because you probably won't. This is the grace of God. Simply because he loves us. You've got to understand something about God. And all the things that you were trying to do in order to make God favor you. And all the things that you were trying to do to make God, you know, do what you want him to do. Listen, stop all of that and just look at him. He has a love for you that he has poured out and it changes everything. It's going to transform you and it's, he's going to move before you in ways you never thought possible. But you've got to trust him. You, it, you know what love does? When you accept it. To us. What can, what can we do to receive this love? Nothing. You just receive it. And what do we have to do? Well, receive it. But I'll tell you one thing that you can begin to do. To begin to understand God's love and to begin to open up your heart to accept it and what he is doing. Instead of complaining, instead of saying, singing a dirge, you know, the sad song of your story so far and how it's not, don't sing that song. Don't sing that song. That is a song not worth even singing. I'll tell you what to sing. It's in 42, and I'm going to leave you with this thought. 42 verse 10. It says, sing to the Lord. A new song. His praise from the ends of the earth. You who go down to the sea and all that is in it. You islands and all who live in them. Sing a new song. Because God's doing a new thing. Sing a different song. When you start singing the song of sorrow, the song of pain. Okay, if you have to sing it, sing it but let it end with praise. Let me tell you something. When we begin to understand this, this is why we do worship. That's why we do on Sunday. We, before anything, we're just going to praise this God that we love. We don't know where anyone's from or whatever anyone's, but, but we are going to lift up the name of God because when His name is lifted above every trouble, every trial, every bit of tribulation, everything, when we make Him God, not our stuff God, He begins to flow. And change atmospheres, change people, change nations. The peace of God begins to rule and reign.
because we've made him God. That's why the old prayer that you would have, said, you would have prayed in convent school, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come. Your, why do we have to pray that? Because it's just like something that we repeat. No, there's meaning behind that. It's a submission to God. It's like you are God. I am your person. I am your child. Your kingdom come. I submit to your will. And I sing a song of praise to you even though I don't understand. Even though I'm deaf right now, even though I can't see, I'm going to sing a song of praise anyway. I'm going to lift up your name. C3 Mumbai is a church in the heart of India's commercial capital, where a diverse group of people brought together to worship God and to pass on the hope of salvation by grace that we freely received. For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram or tweet us on our handle at c3mumbai. Hey, it's Ryan here. If you enjoyed this message and you live in Mumbai, we would love to meet you in person. Why don't you come along 11.30 a.m. Studio 10 at Famous Studios in Mahalakshmi.